Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jason Hartwell with Nick Tobin from Pickle Cutters, and you're listening to the Hustle and Grind live on Zoom right now. What up, everybody? <laughs> Man, these the Zoom calls are making a hell of a difference. I'm loving the audio quality. Oh, definitely. I listened to the last one when it came out last week there, and that was perfect. Yeah, it was good. It's way better than we've had so far, so yeah, I ain't got to complain. So I just got back to town, man, and uh, I don't know what's been going on the past week. So what's been up? What did I miss? What you been up to? I've, like I said last week, uh, I had a short week. So I took off, what was it, Thursday I took off. I just got back earlier today, which is Monday. So I was out of the shop for a few days. And I had enough to get some enough time today to get that thermal cycling done on that last blade I had started before leaving. So okay. that's pretty much where I stand right now. Man, I'm so happy to be back in my shop. It's, I can imagine. Golly. It's fun going out of town every now and then, seeing new things and all that, but when there's so much going on in the shop and then you got to leave it for a week, it is rough. Your brain just stays in the shop. Exactly. It feels good to get out of the shop once in a while. And I started doing yeah. that past two months, two and a half months. You know, I just started getting out every weekend and uh, that's what I, uh, I do now just to, you know, refresh myself for when I come back into the shop, I could focus on my, on my shit. Yeah. I was in my shop today in it around it and on top of it all today. <laughs> Fixing that leak. Yeah, we're supposed to have real bad weather here the whole week. And uh, so I went ahead and got up there and, and re-shingled that area. I'm right hoping on. that's going to work. And it looks good so far. It started raining about an hour before I left today. And so far, so good. But it wasn't cool. hard rain. So I'm hoping Hopefully that'll it holds out. up. Yeah. Got a lot of knives going. Yes, sir. And uh, I picked up another 10-piece order while I Holy was sh- out of town. One order? One order. Ten pieces. Ten, ten, ten pieces? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Nice. So I did an order for Brandon, the guy who actually owns the studio. I built him a right. ten-piece set probably six months ago or so. And uh, he's the one I've been going out of town for, working on these properties in North Carolina. Okay. And while I was there, I met his business partner with uh, equal access to disposable cash. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to talk to him. He didn't know that I was the knife guy. So as soon as I realized who he was and that he didn't know, my phone came right out of my pocket. I'll check this one out. Check this one out. Oh, Brandon got a set. You don't have a set. Brandon got a set. <laughs> like, yes. Sir. Oh, well, Brandon got. Yeah. Okay. I'll take one. Didn't even ask me the price until it was time to pay the deposit. And then he's like, cool. Here you go. Sweet. So, that works too. Yeah. Fucking well, good for you, man. Uh, I picked up a few orders. I came up with a gift certificate as well, too. You know, I got a raffle going on for that. 20 spots for 20 bucks per spot. Ain't gonna, you got a chance to win the first Pickle Cutters gift certificate. So, so that, I got that going. started that. That's almost the same as your build-your-own-knife thing, right? But I guess this is giftable. Yeah, exactly. It's giftable. You know, they could give it to whoever they want if they want for Christmas or whatever, you know, take yeah. a, you know, for a birthday party, uh, not birthday party, but for a birthday period. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, but that, uh, that's a, that's a good order. 10 pieces. Wow. Yeah. So it's going to be, I have to look at the picture to get this perfectly right. It's, uh, four steak what knives, you, a chef's what knife. Do you got, uh, sorry to cut you off, but what do you got beeping? Is it you that's got a notification that's beeping or is it me? Uh, I didn't hear a beep. I believe no, my phone. It's not your phone. Uh-uh. 
All right, let me just all right, carry on. Sorry, I interrupted you. It must be my end here. So, uh, well, I don't, it, I'm on the computer, so if it's something on there, I have no idea. Yeah, same here. So we'll, um, we'll probably end up here in the, in the podcast, maybe. I don't know. That'll be all right. They, they can deal with it. It's not a big deal. But uh, it's going to be four steak knives, a chef's knife, a paring knife, fillet knife, um, and I cannot remember the other three. Uh, Boning knife? Yeah, I think there was a boner in there. Um, I'm going to go ahead. While I'm looking for this on Instagram, I want to bring up the Work For It podcast. I know we kind of talk back and forth, you know, just about weekly about, you know, they bring up our show, we bring up theirs. Yes, sir. Man, they really pumped us up last week on their show. And, man, I have gotten over 100 new followers since Thursday. Nice. Over, I've never seen that kind of, that drastic of a growth spurt before. That kind of activity going on, yeah. Yeah. Now I've uh, I hit over seven hundred myself. You know what? Like a month, month and a half ago, I didn't even have half of that. I think so. Yeah. Here we grow. Yes, sir. Yeah, so I'm at seven ninety six now, and I'm not gonna be able to pull that picture up because Instagram is dead. Yeah, it is. I don't know what's up with that, man. Instagram's dead. Facebook's dead. WhatsApp's dead. Everybody's dying. Oh no. What would <laughs> What would we all fucking do if that just went away? Well, dude, to be honest with you, right now, uh, I don't know. I be- I'm a strong believer in everything happens for a reason. And um, all this happened today with Facebook being down, and I guess Congress and the states got kind of mixed in with it. And there's a whistleblower out there fucking talking shit about Facebook, I guess, or whatever. I, I was just looking into it a little bit earlier. Yeah. But um, I got the call today from that uh, organization that was going to help me out with my business and all that, my business plan and fundings right. and grants and all that stuff. And uh, I, I got the news today that I was approved. So, you know, it's like a different turn in my business and then this happens where i generate most of my business where actually that's where all my business comes from is facebook you know then now i'm jumping into different opportunities here so i don't i don't know i just kind of said hey it is what it is you know if facebook were to be dead today and that's it the end of facebook i adapt and do something else about it you know yeah well congratulations on that thank you thank you very much it's gonna be fun yeah officially a uh Bladesmith uh, business owner, I guess. Is that what you would say? <laughs> it's yours, brother. You can call it whatever you want. Yeah, whatever I want, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, I'm, they consider it, when I registered my business name with the description of what I do and all that, they, uh, they call it knife and tool. Right. So it's uh, the knife and tool industry, and uh, that's what I'm registered under, and I'm the first one here in our province to register any kind of knife and tool company. So That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be getting my business license towards the end of the year. Uh, Sweet. I told myself back in, I think it was April, March or April, whenever, uh, you know, I, I went full time. I said, if I can make it happen till at least around October, November, then I'm going to go ahead and get the LLC done and all that stuff. That way I can go legit and do the taxes, all that. And yeah. I'm still going strong. I mean, I'm still having to do some things on the side, you know, to pull everything together, but. Yeah, no, I was thinking about that for a while, too, just to a little extra income just to help with certain things that if I don't have to rely on that organization to get certain tools, right? you know, but then I was like, you know what? No, I'll just try something else. So that's what I'm doing. You know, I got them rolling and then I'm just going to play with the recipe a little bit and see what comes out of it. You know, try to make some more money 
make more blades and fucking get more tools. Yeah, man, I'm I'm itching for an even eat. Oh, or or a Paragon or whatever. I mean, there's a million brands out there, but if I I need one, uh, (laughs) if if I can get the chance to make my own, that's what I'm gonna do. Though, have you looked into that? What kind of investment it would take to do it versus just buying one? I got one of my friends so far, um, Steve Winthorne out of Nova Scotia, Winthorne Knives. Uh, he's working on his, uh, he's got, I think he's like 500 Canadian into it so far. So that's not that much, you know, US. And um, I could get one uh, like built by somebody who actually knows what he's doing, you know, right. and uh, for like under 1500 Canadian. And it's like a home-built and well-over-engineered machine, you know? Right. Like, What's the – I don't know the conversion, I guess. around Down here, I'm guessing a even heat or a, a kiln of some sorts would be roughly 1500 to $2,000. I mean, because I've looked at both ends of the, you know, yeah, the you're huge looking ones and the little ones. 2200 to $3,000 here. Okay. So – yeah. So one American dollar is worth more or less than a Canadian. I guess that would be. Well, it depends. Like one U.S. dollar is, um, come on, people. One USD to Canadian dollar. One U.S. dollar is worth a buck and 26 cents Canadian. That's not way far off. I mean, it can no. get that way. It's been it's been higher. Like I've seen it at a fifteen percent exchange, a fifty percent exchange rate. Like back in the days when I was living in the states, like I was sending a grand over to my mother, and she was exchanging it here to Canadian money for like fifteen hundred dollars instead of having a grand. I'd have fifteen hundred Canadian. So you know, I'd bank that here. So when I came back to Canada, there was well, I didn't really have much left, but you know, I bought vehicles and shit like that you know, yeah. here. Yeah. so uh, it was a good at one point it was good you know but now it's kind of that's kind of low it's shitty economy sucks yeah it sure does but that's a different podcast yeah so how do you <laughs> like my face yeah what's up with that baby face Dude, jesus christ i look so retarded right now <laughs> what happened you fucked something up or? i scared my children whenever i came out looking <laughs> like this <laughs> my little girl said oh my god but, uh, okay, so we went to the racetrack Saturday. You know, that's just our normal thing. On Saturdays, if, if everybody's able, we go to the racetrack. And they had some cars running. It was a really shitty event. It was not organized well, but we still had fun. We were all together cooking outside and stuff. So I went to light the grill, and uh, <laughs> I lit it, and I don't know what happened. It it didn't light. So my wife said, I thought you were going to light the grill. I said, I did. And I looked down at it, and there was just a little bit of ash right on the top of the coals. So I said, well, I got to let that die down, you know, before I could try to relight it or else it's going to taste like lighter fluid. So I gave it like an hour and I pulled the lid off and I started spraying lighter fluid in there and it just started smoking real thick white smoke just started smoldering out. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's just a little bit warm still. Dude, I stuck the lighter to it. And as soon as I hit it, whoosh. <laughs> Dude, it burnt all the hair off my face, my arms, my hands. Like, <laughs> if I didn't have sunglasses and a hat on, it would have taken my eyebrows, I'm sure of it. Damn. But it, it was a huge-ass fireball, and it scared the hell out of me. My chest hurt for a couple hours after that, I think just because I might have inhaled some heat. 
you know, probably Holy not actually shit, eh? fire, but I mean, I'm fine. It didn't hurt me at all. I did not get burned whatsoever, but it made me look like this. So I guarantee I won't be playing that game no more. No, that's uh that could be dangerous. Yeah. And so, it was a little people, bitty grill on the ground. So when yeah. I lit it, I was down over it. You know what I mean? It See, wasn't just exactly. right in front of me. So. Fucker. No, I don't. I didn't have anything that exciting happen to me over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just went down uh, down south, went and saw the missus, hung out with her for a few days, and took her easy. Yeah, looks like you had a yeah. good time. Yeah, it's relaxing. So, how about uh, Phoenix Abrasives? Yeah, we're getting I, some I, action I on the they, giveaway. I can't. I can't get any action on that giveaway. Well, you can't. You're disqualified. Uh, yeah, I know. But I am too, so it's just what we got to deal with. How's that rolling? It's doing. We got some good action off of it, and guys, keep in mind, it's still open. So go to the Hustle and Grind Facebook page, or I'm sorry, Instagram page, if Instagram still exists when this comes out, and uh, <laughs> right. find the official giveaway post. There is still time to get in. So you're entering to win a 16-piece belt pack. That's two of every grit from 36 to 2,000. And if you don't win, you can still go over there to www.phoenixabrasives.com forward slash shop. And you can use the promo code HUSTLE10 and get 10% off your entire order. Yes, sir. Go get some belts. Let me me talk about this giveaway right quick because um, I don't want to be a dick, but I'm kind of done being Mr. Nice Guy on this just because it's taking too much time. These are the official rules. When you go to the giveaway page... Our post, you have to like that post, go to Phoenix Abrasives, and put one of their their posts in your story. Does not matter which one, just put it in your story and tag Hustle and Grind Podcast in that post. That way I'll know that you did it. And then comment done underneath it. Just putting the word done does not count. You did not follow the rules and you are not entered. You have to actually go to Phoenix Abrasives. Because if you're not clicking their page and following them too, then what's the point of the giveaway? You know, we're doing this to try to help everybody grow together, especially our key sponsor. So you got to yes. give them some love too. Yes, exactly. Everybody needs some loving. Yeah, man. So um, on those posts that everybody was sharing, it seems like there was a a vast majority of the people who, when they went to Phoenix Abrasives and wanted to share a post, they found one that had Kayla Cummins in it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so she got splattered all over the internet. <laughs> she did, and she is one hell of a pretty lady. Yeah, and, uh, definitely is. So I clicked on one of the posts because it was, you know, I follow Phoenix pretty close. I try to like everything. But it was one I hadn't seen before, and it was a picture of her, but her face was in the reflection of yeah. a knife. Yeah, I see that one, and it kind of looks creepy almost. It does. Kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, man, that is super cool. So I clicked on it because I wanted to see the post and found out that she had got that finish with uh, cork belts from Phoenix. I never heard of cork belts. I have. I just never tried. Well, I've got two on the way. They make them in two different grits, and I've got one of each on the way. I called Greg today and ordered them. Nice, nice. I haven't seen a... I speaking of Kayla, I haven't seen any of her work on social media lately. It seems. Yeah, I, I think she's doing some traveling right now. There's a lot of selfies on there from. Right, yeah. I think last time I seen her, she was out like swimming with sea dolphins or sea lions or something out in California. 
Yeah, she's out there chasing critters through the ocean. Yeah. Fucking A. Yeah, man. Living the dream. Fuck yeah, living the dream. I'm sure she'll be out in California. Well, maybe that's why she's in California. Blade Show West is this weekend. Uh, that might be what's, what's drawing everybody out there right now. Very, very true. Yeah. No, I don't have much drawing me anywhere, so we're getting all crazy with the sea here again there covid's going ape shit on us here and really it's worse yeah it's worse than it was the delta variant fourth wave blah 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 if you don't get a shot you can't go nowhere uh, you need bull shots you, if you want to travel outside of the province come back you need to register your travel it's like really going full-blown nazi on us that, here i was gonna say that sounds a lot like <clears throat> dictatorship yes sir you can't change history but you sure can repeat it exactly I haven't heard much about. I mean, I don't pay a lot of attention to the COVID well, bullshit news, but I haven't heard much about it lately. I try not to, but it's just hard when it's affecting everything you're trying to do to make your your business grow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't. I care less about going to the restaurants and sitting down and having food and all that. And, you know, I can't right now because I don't have the jab. So I'm just, you know. I, I'm able to walk in, go get my food, but I can't sit down and eat. It's just so fucking ridiculous. So it's like pretty much like segregations going on right now here. Yeah, we don't have nothing like that here, thank God. Oh uh, yeah, it's, no, it's bad here. There's signs everywhere that says you must wear a mask, but I yeah. I haven't put a mask on since day one of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not going to. But uh, you know, if somebody don't want me in because I'm not wearing a mask, that's a hundred percent okay. I'll take my money and spend it somewhere else. Exactly. But exactly. Anyway, fuck COVID. Um yeah, I got a question for you, Pickle. How's it feel? To, how's it feel to be famous? Famous? Yeah, dude. Who, who, who being famous? I heard famous. your name on the Knife Talk podcast today, and apparently, oh. a pickle cutter is uh, a weird name for a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I gotta check out the Knife Talk podcast. Did you today. not hear that? No, I was listening to the Fortnite the uh, Fortnite chat one today on my way back, but I didn't get to listening to anything else. No. The latest episode, like yeah. the last one, the yeah. one that came out today. Okay, yeah. So they were doing the dilemmas and all, and I guess you wrote one in. And yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Jeff decided to read yours, which is cool, right? That's why we write those things in to try to get yeah. our name mentioned. So he said, "Our next one is from Pickle Cutters," and Mareko said, "What?" Did you say pickle cutters? <laughs> Jeff said, yeah, man, come on, pickle cutters. He said, I thought that was like a weird name for a butthole. Dude, they all came unglued, man. It was so funny. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to get on that one tonight. Yeah, yeah th- that's what I was texting you about when I sent that random text earlier. Uh, and said something about buttholes, and you just all you said was ha ha. And he's like, okay, yeah, he's talking about buttholes, whatever. something else, too, and just trying to <laughs> focus on too many things at once. Yeah, dude, I was dying laughing. I thought it was cool just to hear your name, but after that, dude, I was. That's why I had to text you. <laughs> they brought mine up on the the foresight chat again too. The pickle cutters and my name and all that. Token Tobin, as a Linden Linden would say. Token Tobin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those guys are hilarious. Yeah, I've listened to one other episode of their of their podcast so far. Yeah. But uh, I got to get some type of hearing protection in my shop that has audio built in. 
Because okay. when I'm ground grinding and stuff, I can't hear nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no sense in having something play. And I've got a Bose like speaker on my bench that I mean it'll it'll blare to the whole neighborhood. But when I'm grinding and stuff, I can't I can't, can't hear, hear it. Shit, no. I mean, yeah. but I'm, I don't have chances really to listen to a whole lot of new podcasts because I feel like I got one a day. Now you know something that comes out each day. Yeah, pretty much now. But. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed the couple that I have listened to of theirs. Their last one was pretty good with uh, Jeremy L out of uh, Sherbrooke, Quebec. He's a, a younger bladesmith. He's 21. He's a uh, kid's on point with his shit. Like, he's got nice work. He's been doing this for, like, four years now since he's 17. So, uh, he just That's the one this. that I was just listening to. He was talking about trying to smelt the steel and stuff, melting down steel when he was, like, 14 or something? Uh, could be. I might have missed the part. I, like I said, squirrels, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean, dude. Yeah. I could listen to the same podcast. Like our last podcast, I listened two to three times on top of airing it, you know, like listening to it, like yeah. being on it. I mean, so it's like I have to listen to the same thing with a movie. I watch a movie three, four times before I like, okay, I've watched this movie. <laughs> okay. What did you say that dude's name was? Jeremy Yell, Y-E-L-L-E. Okay, that's not the one I listened to. I listened to Grayson Fur, F-E-H-R. Yep. That's the one I listened to last. And he was talking about getting started and his parents helping him out and stuff, you know, as a youngster. So maybe they got a a theme going on. Yeah, no, it's nice to see these these younger guys getting into it. You know, if I would have had the opportunity to get into it at that age, I would have, trust me, and I'd be 20 years in, you know. I wish I would have. I didn't know anything about it. You know, I didn't know yeah. that this was even a thing, what we're doing now. I knew age. everything about knives, but just never really made a knife, you know? Yeah. yeah. Man, it is freaking cold in this room. I don't know what they got the air set on today. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking freezing here. It's your beard. It's the beard. You're missing your beard. I know, dude. The, as soon as I got a shower, I went outside <laughs> after I cut it, right? I know you're laughing like hell at me. But, uh. I went outside and I'm like, damn, it, it was actually colder than the rest of my body, you know. <laughs> no, it felt cooler, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it is the beard, dude. I mean, it'll be back in a few days, but not. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I had it, you know. Long. It, it's going to take a minute to get back how it was. But I might not even go back that route. You know what I mean? I might just grow up. That's what I did, man. I used to have the long, big, bushy beard, you know, take care of it and $200 and worth of Beard oils care products and, and yeah, 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 this and that, and then shaved it to baby face. What like two years ago, you know? And I just kept it short since, you know. I just trim it every other week, and I'm thinking that might be what I do. You know, just yeah. something like you got, just a full beard, but keep it tight. Yeah, I mean, there's exactly. times when I got my respirator on, and you know, it it goes all the way around here, but then there's a chunk of beard sticking out yeah, like this, sticking out. <laughs> and it kind of sticks up when it comes out from there. So I'll go in the house, but I got all kinds of chunks of shit in there. Just whatever I was grinding on, or especially if it's my Carter or G10 that makes that real fine oh, yeah. dust, there'll be a perfect line. Like I got a two tone in there. <laughs> I'm starting to get two tone going on my beard. Oh, fucking. Well, mine was two tone, but it was gray. Yeah. But I don't know. Mine's care. going completely white. Well, it's actually more than two tone. It's like it's half ginger, half brown, blonde, and. Now it's starting to turn white. Yeah. And it's more on one side too, so it's fucking hilarious. This side here is like got a white spot, like a 
pretty noticeable one and then alongside the jaw the other side's still mint <laughs> there's, no, there's no white it's like fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. just I like got- my hair loss you know it's like i got spots here and there that are still like full spots of hair and then it's like mm-hmm. a little island in the middle of the ocean yeah because there's no hair around it i gotta grow something back and cover this up man i got a butt chin like crazy <laughs> i got damn, more chins than a chinese phone book <laughs> <laughs> I gotta gotta get that fixed up, man. But uh all right, so let's talk about another sponsor, Broadbeck Ironworks. Yes, sir. For the Your best guys for two by seventy two grinder in the world. Go that's what I've heard. Ironworks. Yeah. And you can use the promo code Hustle on a full grinder kit and you can be automatically upgraded to the Moreco special platen. They've come up with a few different names for it, but uh I don't know if there's been one to stick yet because all their names kind of sound dirty. So uh, they had the DP platen. And I mean, if you don't know why that sounds dirty, probably yeah. don't Google that. No. <laughs> and uh, you're, you're doing double time on your grinds. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. And uh, then they had the double D. But I don't, because it was deep and I don't know where the. I think the DP was supposed to be deep platen. Yeah. Maybe a bell went off somewhere when they kept saying DP. Um, then they changed it to double D. Maybe that was deep dish. Then there was that one guy's like, I think we might want to change that. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> in the marketing department said, hmm, no, Ryan, that's not going to work. <laughs> that will not appeal to the right demographic. Yeah. yeah. Demographic. Demographic. Yeah, demographic, something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool platen though. It's got a two inch contact, uh, two inch. I believe it's a regular idler wheel at the top. The bottom is a four inch contact wheel, but nice. you could upgrade that top one to a two inch rubber wheel, and then you would have a two inch wheel and a four inch mm-hmm. wheel, and it's extra deep, so you can work all the way around the platen. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Like that's what I like about the the platens on my grinders. I, I could work around them. Yeah. There's room, you know. The first grinder that I got, you know, the plat, the the deep plate and the platen and all that. There was nothing that could be done to work around it, you know. It's like yeah. holy shit, this is a pain in the ass. This doesn't work, you know. There's got to be something better. And it was only a matter of time before I found something better. What you see there, boo? Um, <laughs> I'll tell you later. Uh, <laughs> So that beeping sound we're hearing is uh, little pop-ups in the corner of this computer for someone else that's logged into it um, somewhere else, and their text messages are going to the corner of the screen. And I don't know how to uh, disable that. But, hey, whatever, you know. Um, it, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. But um, did, you get your, uh, did you get your package? No, sir. Still haven't got it. And, that's uh, not cool. No, that's not cool at all. I'm going to have to give him a call. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was going to say, have you talked to Cash? No? No, I haven't yet because, remember, I, th- I think I told you that I had something on my USPS app yep. that was coming from Canada. So that showed up, and that, was, that wasn't my package. That was something that my wife had ordered off a of Wish. Nah. And she just gets on there sometimes and finds a whole bunch of stuff that, I mean, she'll get like 40 things on the way to the house and spend like, eight dollars oh you know what i mean it ain't that much money yeah no it's not much money at all she just she'll find something that looks interesting and be like oh i want to check that out but um it was something that she had ordered because as soon as it came in actually yesterday 
that post got marked as delivered. Delivered, yeah. So now there's nothing even pending coming to me. But I did get the text message when I ordered it saying that, uh, you know, this is your invoice. I'm sure you get that text too, right? It's like a little automated text saying, you know, yeah, I haven't got it yet. Now I'm waiting on a package from Maritime Knife Supply there. That too, you know, they switched uh, dish, um, you know, delivery companies, partial company. Is what UPS now? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know. We are Monday. It did ship Friday. I'm just curious as to why it went to, you know, it could have been here today. Right. You know, it doesn't take four days, five days to get here from Nova Scotia. So, you know, it's like a six hour drive. So, yeah, mine's been three weeks probably. It's, it's yeah. been, been a hot minute. That's not cool. I'm sure it's either lost or just never got shipped to start with. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I shipped um, two knives. Those, uh, that last customer picture I posted with the Skinner and the, the camp knife. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Um, I shipped that to him on a Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, and he got them by Friday, Saturday. Yeah, he got them Saturday morning. Yeah, that's pretty quick. Yeah, that was down in Connecticut from here. Yeah, I sent some uh, handle material out to Brian House this morning, and uh, he'll probably have that. Today's Monday. He'll probably have that Wednesday, Thursday, at the latest. Nice. And, uh, he had just, we, me and him just got to talking and I, you know, I used to buy wood in big time bulk, like slabs, you know what I mean? Two inches thick by, you know, sometimes two foot wide and six feet long. That was before I knew that, you know, nothing's going to hold up unless it's stabilized. Not the way we want it to hold up long run generations. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I quit using any of that. And I was talking to Brian and uh, was telling him all about it. He's like, yeah, I'd love to have some of that. And I said, well, shit, let me know what you want. I'll send you some. And so I I made him a hell of a box today. Nice. Yeah, he said, he's like, I'll be happy to pay you. I said, look, man, it's going to cost me this much money to ship it. Send me that. And I'll grab that flat rate box and fill it up as tight as I can get it. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to do nothing with it. It's been sitting in my shop five years. Yeah. And I've and still he's just got took out his, uh, He took out his uh, stabilizing uh, kit lately. Exactly. Yeah, so he's been playing around with that. I mean, maybe, Brian, if you're listening, if, if you think you got some good stuff for a fair price, you know, you could uh, stabilize an extra set of scales and just send them back this way. That'd be neat. But, yeah. uh, I mean, like I said, I'm never doing nothing with it. If anything, I'll take a I'll set of scales too, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> There's but uh, a, speaking of Brian, he's got a pretty decent raffle going on again with his grinder. Fully oh, really? loaded grind. Yeah, That's 20, right. 10. I did see that. I saw a video on the uh, the little brass plate. He was talking yeah. about the patina. Yeah, and uh, it's a fully equipped uh, 2x72 Gen 4 Revolution grinder, fully built uh, motor and Quebec VFD. $10 per spot. Mm. 10 spots for so much, you know, there's a deal and you right. got a sticker pack and all that shit too. So, so I picked up a spot from him, you know, even though I'm here in Canada, I could have it physically shipped to Maine and then just cross over and have it cross back. So, so with his grinders now, 
are they coming with the motor and VFD or is it, is that just no, for this raffle? That, yeah. That's just for the okay. raffle. Yeah. Okay. Like he did with his last one. He's done a few that he's hooked people up with, you know, down the road, like made a few for people. And, uh, I think they were full equipped, but, uh, no, he's, uh, that's a pretty good deal. Like I said, it's a pretty good chance at winning a good grinder. Yeah. I mean, he makes a hell of a, of a machine for sure. Mm-mm. I mean, if we're sponsored by Broadbeck. And I've got a Broadbeck, but, I mean, if you don't want to spend that much money on a Broadbeck and you want one hell of a machine and you're able to do just a little bit of work. Is if you want the if you want the the experience is what I enjoyed the most was yeah. the experience building it as in welding and cutting tube seal and you know drilling all these holes and tapping all this shit you know the fabrication side of it doing all that dirty work is what turned me on you know I was yeah. like fuck I'd build these all day you know yeah he's definitely got one hell of a product. And I think he's what uh, housemade.us is that right? Yes, sir. That's correct. Yeah. Cool. Go check out Brian's grinders and yeah, that's my shout out for the day. Well, hey man, I'm telling you what, Brian talking us up and me getting a hundred freaking followers in three days. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about Brian every chance I get a chance to. Fuck I mean, I'm yeah. just so appreciative. You know what I mean? That's they got a hell of a team over there at that podcast. Yeah, no, they're good people, man. Yeah. For sure. They're good people, yeah. No, I've known uh, Brian on the social media world since I, since I got into knife making pretty much, you know, and yeah, with the grinder pages. And I had a question one time or whatever, and then he came up with a message, you know, and he didn't actually know. He just called me. That's what he did. My phone just rang, like FaceTime on uh, Messenger from Facebook. Right. Phone just rang, and it was Brian. I was like, holy shit. So I just right. the shit with him for a good hour and, you know, talked about all kinds of things. And then when I got everything going with the, the grinder upgrade from, you know, using a 4x36 to my first 2x72, you know, the motor, the cheap PFD. And, like, he helped me out with all that and the wiring. Yeah. And then uh, – afterwards you know got into hey let me fucking send you some plates you know and fucking put a grinder together and then fucking maybe we could work something getting this you know rolling on a bigger scale you know maybe getting grinders here in canada because it it would be ridiculously expensive to send out grinder parts to to canada from florida there so if you had say you had something shipped to maine I know you've got to pay taxes and duties and, and all that kind of stuff on it when it comes back through. What? Well, how was that process? Do they like search your car on the way in and out? No, they, they see what you're bringing through. They just depend on your honesty, I guess, really. Hmm. You know, a lot of people tend to just pocket shit and drive by and be like, Oh, nothing to declare. Have a good day. Uh, you could get flagged for a random search at any time. If you're acting suspicious, you know, they, they'll probably pull you over and search your car. But uh, where I am, it's a land crossing and it's not, it's nothing big. You know, it's very, very petite. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, it's pretty chill. Like I see when I was back in the States in my younger days, you know, go back like 20 years, fucking crossing over in the middle of the night from Connecticut to here. And buddy's got his feet kicked up on the desk and he's passed out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, now they work two for night shift. They, you know, they used to only have one guy in there and he'd sleep. Half the time. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a toll type situation you drive through, like, you know, a little guard yeah. shack or whatever. Yeah. You cross the bridge and you pull up to a window in a little building and anything to declare, sir. And, no, thank you. Have a good day. So if there is, how do they base that value? 
You know what I mean? As far as how much you're going to pay receipts and whatever. And depending on products, you know, some foods and some clothes and whatever, some things aren't taxable or whatever. So I don't know. There's, there's, I just go with it and declare what I have to declare and let them figure out what they have to figure out, pay what I have to pay. And then just save the hassle of, you know, having your vehicle seized or whatever, paying stupid fines if you're not honest. So yeah, that's definitely the best way to go in the long run. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And back to knives. So yes, I've got two on my bench now that, um, I got profiled and got all the holes drilled and all that good stuff today. They're ready for heat treat now. And once I got these two done, then I'm going to start on that 10 piece set. And then I have a very special collaboration coming up. Oh yeah. So we just finalized all the, all the nuts and bolts of that last night. I'm teaming up with uh, Kyle Nelson. Yes. Yes. I seen him recently on Instagram. Started following him. Yeah. Sharky. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what? Is, it's not Sharky's. What? Uh, Sharky man. Nielsen, uh, Nielsen, Nielsen, Nielsen. Flying shark right. knives. That's what it is. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Flying shark knives. So he makes all those badass, you know, segmented handle scales, and he's doing a set of four, and they're Ninja Turtle themed. Nice. He wanted to do some Ninja Turtle stuff, and it's nice. One, one set per turtle. So there's blue, yeah. red, purple, and orange. And those uh, those colors are incorporated yeah. in the, you know, in the spacers between the the pieces. Yeah, um, it's going to have some green mammoth uh, tooth Ooh. in there for the you know the turtle shell part, I guess. Yeah, and um, then I'm going to do the knives, and I'm going to do uh, firework on the spines and dye the epoxy to match you know whatever scale, turtle yeah, it is. The, yeah. And then uh, on the Kydex, I'm going to get the eyelets to match. So, you know, just the colored eyelets in the, on the Kydex sheets. That's sick, man. Yeah. So that's that's going to be pretty awesome. That's and pretty cool. This will actually be my first collaboration of any kind as far yes. as working with another maker. I haven't technically done any, but I guess we could say that I'll be working on one maybe. But he sent me a few blocks, you know, and he's like, here, I'll send you some blocks do your thing, give me a shout out, you know? So that's kind yeah. of a collab, you know, I'm helping him out. Yeah. He helped me out, took me some nice blocks. So mentioned him last week and played in Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. I actually got a text message from him after you were talking about him. Excuse me. You got what? I, I got a, not a text message, an Instagram message from him. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, yeah, man, I, I sent Nick some stuff and if it works out, you know, maybe I you can be on the list. To, I'll send you a free set. And I was like, dude, don't, you ain't got to send me nothing for free. And uh, which I mean, free shit's always cool. But yeah, well, no, I, I want to work a, with it. And I'm curious, and I yeah, want to see how you know, you know. And I don't mind, like like I said, all he asked for was a shout out. Yeah. So but I just know, I, I just ordered but, so many sets of scales. You know, recently I'm good for a minute, and uh, I'm gonna have to order some some blocks soon. I want to give a shout out to another company. Now the guys are going to do some research on this because I don't even think they have an Instagram page, but they do have a Facebook group and it's a company. Uh, they're not sponsors of the show or affiliated with us in any kind of way whatsoever, but I think they're worth bringing up. It's called J Hugh customs. It's J dot H U E customs. Yeah. And, uh, we met them up at blade show. They had a booth up there. And they have got some, 
like elegant, off the charts, high level handle material. I mean, they've got most of it is stabilized burls, but they do have some hybrid stuff uh, and a little bit of resin, but most of it is hybrid and and just stabilized. But uh, for this ten piece set, I called them, told them what I needed, and ordering ten at a time, they gave me a pretty good discount. Nice. So, I mean, just to <clears throat> save some money, you know, if, if you need something particular, they're definitely worth checking out. Yeah, no, my last haul of blocks, too, that I had gotten from Gage, he hooked me up pretty good, and I'd gotten, like, 14, 16 blocks, maybe 17. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But anyways, I'd gotten quite a few blocks, you know, and he hooked me up with a good deal on those, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about doing that collaboration with Sharky, man. He's he's a cool dude. And he's yeah, got that's pretty sweet. He's got lots of thousands of followers. I can't remember how many, but way the hell more than we've got. So, yeah. you know, that'll help push my name out there too. Which yeah, is no, especially that's yeah, how it works, man. Exactly. One build at a time. Yes, sir. I gotta get the building this week. Fuck. <clears throat> and I got one in the oven right now. That's tempering. The Samai that I worked on before I left that turned into you supposed to be a seven inch chef knife that ended up being a six inch utility knife. Yeah. 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 Is that so, the one that you were sending me pictures of when I was out of town? Yeah. When yeah, you, that one. Yeah, you had a blast fucking with me all week, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> was somebody having knife withdrawals or what? Oh man. <laughs> I just, I couldn't stand it. Uh, sending me pictures of the forge and I was like, Oh my god, I miss mine. Yeah, no, I was grinding away. You know, I had a couple orders that I had to finish there. That uh, that one that's Harley themed, I had to redo. That's one that I had snapped that I mentioned before. And then I did another one for a birthday that's tomorrow. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to deliver that one personally. Did you get it all the way done in time? Oh yeah, that's yeah, the one you talked about last week, right? Yeah, that's the one with the green uh, barrel, the maple barrel handle. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. The evaser. Yeah, what's that word mean? It's like destroyer. Okay, I figured it was something yeah. French because I read it and I wasn't even sure how to say it. Uh, no, it's actually Latin. Oh, okay. It's Latin for destroyer or uh, obliv- obliviator, you know, like. So, yeah, that thing could probably destroy anything in its path, so. Well, hell yeah. Uh, and the original, uh, that's a, that knife is actually a, um, a custom order that I did. Was it the spring order I had gotten last winter that I got to this spring. And, um, the guy that it was actually bigger, it was way bigger. Like I had it, <clears throat> I had an eight inch blade on it and a five inch handle. So it was a big fucking knife. Yeah. And, uh, I downsized it, you know, to make, more of them because people wanted it, you know, and then, uh, so I went, when I went, decided, you know, if I'm going to be making a couple of these, I'm going to name it. So, um, I was talking to buddy who, uh, buddy who made the knife, who designed it, you know, it's his design, his custom blade that I made for him. So went to him for the name and that's what we came up with you. Nice. All right. Can you see, I know the world can't see, but, oh, you can see that. Great. Yeah, I can. That's crazy Definitely. how cool that turns out. So that mm-hmm. blade in the middle. That's fucking big. That's an eight-inch blade with right okay. at a five-inch handle. That's a chef's knife with just a little bit of a K-tip on it, not drastic yeah. like some of them are. And then the one under it is a 
four inch paring knife. Yeah. So those two are going to go out together as a set. And then the one on top is just a six inch. I call it a mini chef because yeah. it's still got the full two inch belly, but it's only six inches long. Yeah, and, that's what she said. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but those seem to move well. You know what I mean? Yeah, Again, no, it's true. It definitely does, you know, and it's not. And when it, it's funny, though, because when it comes down to prices, you know, you offer them a six-inch chef knife, eight-inch chef knife, they'll be like, eh, you know, whatever. Then you, you throw in a six-inch chef knife for an idea, and then they're like, you know, for $25 less, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so it's the same as, you know, it's, they'll take the six inch. So yeah, the six inch tends to move more, you know, and it's not yeah. as big of a knife to, to move around, you know, for the, the home cook, right. if you want to say. Yeah. Well, you there's know. only a $50 price difference between a six and eight for me. Yeah. And, well, with those two particular knives and a lot of that's got to do with the handle material that's going exactly. on. Exactly. You know, I could make a $500 six inch knife if that's what you want. You know? Exactly. It depends on what you want to put in the grip. The yeah. steel is steel. Yeah. I mean, if we start charging by the inch of material cost, we'd be giving away some secrets to the public mm-hmm. that wouldn't be well for anybody when they figure out mm-hmm. how little we spend on the actual steel. Yeah. Prices have gone up on the steel, though, here, anyways, here in Canada. Like, they, right. they, they've gone up. Like, I just put an order in last week, and I was like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. Well, the order I put in last was by far more money than I've ever spent at one time on steel. But I was kind of ready yeah. for it because I ordered 300 pounds. Hey, I remember that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got sheets and sheets and sheets of steel. But um, it's gone up here a little bit, but at the same time. If the you, more you get, the cheaper it is, too. Yeah, but and we're buying known steel made yeah. for knives. And people think that that's like some space-age shit. Yeah. I went and bought two blades from my John Deere tractor, and – them two blades that people think, you know, we're all making knives out of lawnmower blades, those things cost way the hell more than a piece knife of steel. steel. <laughs> way more. Yeah. And you could probably get two knives out of a lawnmower blade at the yeah. most. So, I mean, it's, it's the steel. We can't start charging by the inch on that. You know what I mean? No, no, no. 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 But uh, I don't know. I just, I kind of base everything off of, handle material and time but it's it's only a tenth of a second and grinding from here and stopping or grinding from here and going that much more you know what i mean that's not the time i count the time i count is you know depending on the finish of the blade and you know the 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 handle mock-up if it needs to be done you know if it's got bolsters or if it's got you know liners and this is segmented you know like you know if i'm putting time if i'm putting an extra day into a handle to make it segmented and all that you're paying an extra 125 dollars you know yeah well anytime on top of the basic price right if i do liners i just grab some of that set court five minute epoxy yeah and i'll just slather that shit all over the place plop them down and i got little squeeze clamps like the big chip clips yeah, I put one on each end and one on each side, and I just throw them off to the side and yeah. let them sit up for well, a little while. And then when I'm ready to glue up, they're ready. In my case, I'm uh, being a, a woodworker in the past. I get a little excessive with clamping and uh, taking my time doing that shit. So it's not it's not, yeah. it's not a five minute deal, you know. I try to get over it. You know, I'm gonna even I'm just gonna, gluing your scales to your liners. Uh, well, when I, when I scale, when I just put liners to my scales, I, um, 
I do them individually as I build the handle onto the knife, as I'm gluing everything up, you know, I'll, I don't glue my scales to my liner prior to shaping my handle. You know, I just, everything's not glued up. I just, you know, I put layer per layer. I put my liner, you know, I put my pins through, mm-hmm. put my liner epoxied up and then I put epoxy on the scale. Oh, put wow. that down. Yeah. And then do the same thing on the other side. That's what I do with just basics liners but when it comes to you know fancy segmented scale stuff then i i lay everything down and well, clamp the, everything up and the reason i glue mine to the scales and i leave them at scale shape you know what i mean rectangle or whatever yeah i don't pre-shape them at all i just glue the whole thing to a liner the reason i do that is i will take the the block and glue it to the liner and once all that's set up then i will go to the bandsaw and cut out the rough shape. Yeah. And then the front end, the bolsters, I'll work all that, you know, the liners and the front up to 800,000 grit, whatever, and buff it before I even glue up. Yeah. That way there's no chance of a belt ever hitting the side of that blade, you know, trying to get into the front of it and stuff. And I can bring those liners because a lot of times G10 can look a little dingy unless you got a good polish on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can bring those liners up to that glossy, smooth as glass finish too. <laughs> and then, you know, before I glue up, I'll go to the inside where the liners are, and I'll go to the drill press and just pop a bunch of holes in there, just through the liner into the wood. You know, just real shallow, but all the way through the liner where it gets to the wood. That gives that epoxy something to get in there and and bite onto. onto it. I use a uh, I use my sharp knife and I scratch up the whole scale or the. I scratch up all my G10 and wood, and then I just rub them together to get rid of like that burr. Clean everything <laughs> up, good to go. Straight up caveman shit, dude. Yeah, it works. It just needs something to grab onto, you know, like like you're looking for right now, dude. This, cam- <laughs> this camera thing's new, man. We've talked about these chairs before. If you sit around in them long enough, you're gonna end up sitting on your nuts. <laughs> Sometimes you got to stand up and pull them things out of there and reset. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a beautiful studio I'm sitting in here, but man. But yeah, talking of blowing um, up handles and shit in epoxy, uh, and we've even brought them up a few times, but uh, CEC Corp. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I mean, I can't even begin to say enough how excited I am for that 30 minute. Or three mm-hmm. hour, whatever the hell it is. Coming. 30 minutes. 30, 30 minutes. Minute. Yeah, you're right. I would have glued up a set before I even left the house to come here had I known that by the time I got back, you know, they'd you're be good to, go. good to go. But either way, if I use 24 hour, they're not going to be done until tomorrow anyway. So I no, wasn't exactly. in a rush to do it earlier. You know, I just worked yeah. on some other things. But uh, with all the orders that I've got, oh, excuse me. With the orders that I've got right now, I'm still working on getting some stuff ready for shows, you know, in between and all that. And at the same time, I'm trying to work on having something just to post as available maybe every other week. Yeah. Just kind of on the side because I want to keep orders coming in. That's the name of the game. That's the goal. Yeah. But I still want to throw some random stuff up every now and then. Just kind of stuff I want to make. That's not exactly. a custom order, just something fun for me. 
yep, I know how you feel because that's what I try to do. You know, if somebody comes up with a picture of one of my knives and be like, I want a knife like this. I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite color? You're getting a knife, you're getting a knife like that. <laughs> right. You know? That's what I do. You know, I don't make every knife the same either. Like I'll change something up and I try to anyways, you know, obviously I, at one point, when I first started, not a lot of my designs were basic, you know, models that I had, but I veered away from a few of those, you know, and I just try to draw everything out right on my bar. Like I don't, I don't have nothing cut out left. So, you know, when I do, when I do a knife, you know, it's stock removal. Well, then I'm just taking a three inch bar of steel pretty much and just hitting it with the Sharpie and I cut out a shape. And this is what you got today, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I I want I'm trying to think of something, and it, when I'm out of town, especially, or when I'm home and in the in the house with my wife, you know, watching TV or whatever, I'm never too far away from a sketchbook. I sit mm-hmm. around and just sketch out pictures of knives all the freaking time. You know, I have my sketchbook, in my lap, my pencil, and my ruler, just yeah. so I make straight lines. And I keep drawing this stuff out, man. But I'm trying to come up with something that's just like off the wall retarded you know like never seen before something just completely different exactly and it seems yeah. like everything i'll have like some kind of picture in my mind that in my mind i don't remember seeing it before but once it makes it to paper i'm like ah shit pariah knives just did that you know or yeah. whatever i'll think of somebody that somebody who's has done, done it. something yeah yeah and there's no such thing as a brand new knife shape it's all been done nah, i mean it's the nah. oldest tool in the world somebody's yeah. done it already Exactly. I Pretty just much want to do something wild. No, I, I kind of that's that's why I like to I add points and curves to like like certain knives. You know, like uh, those big cleavers I did. You know, like those were looked like something you see in your fucking nightmares. You know. Yeah. You know, so I try to just take something traditional and add. You know, make it spicy, man. Fucking make it different. Yeah. Because, I mean, what we do at the end of the day, it's our job. Yep. You know what I mean? It's it's just like somebody that works at Lowe's or the airport or whatever. You know, it's what we get paid to do. Yes, sir. But we got a fun-ass job. Oh, yes, we do. It's so fun. I wouldn't want to do Definitely. nothing else in the whole world. No. And no, it's cool no. to have that freedom to be able to do what you want, you know. Yep. Yes, sir. And the dude, creative like said, side of it. With the news I got today, that's like uh, – Cause they, they hooked me up for a year and a half for uh, income, like a weekly income. Wow. Yeah. So like, uh, since I'm, you know, getting a business started and all that, they're helping me out, you know, absorb the cost of getting a business started here. We'll give you three fifty per week, you know? So, you know, that's, that's pretty legit. You know, that's, uh, so, you know, I got, uh, I got that, that's going to be rolling in. And then I just, like I said, I could, shut the books if I wanted to, you know, starve a little, maybe, you know, yeah. which wouldn't do me any harm. I'd maybe lose a few 20 pounds, but, uh, <laughs> but then I'd be able to make what I want, you yeah. know, and just get that creative side of me that wants to get out, you know, it's screaming to get right. out. Yeah, I know what you mean. Cause I can't, I can't draw it to paper and, and hammer it out to steal it. Like, I don't even do that. I see a lot of guys, they chalk out their design or measurements or whatever on their, you know, on their anvils or whatever. And they, you know, they have templates and, and uh, I got none of that, you know, zero. 
zero. Like I said, the folders the other day, I had a floppy, dirty piece of paper that was soaked in coffee. You know, <laughs> that, that's a template that's going in the garbage and I'll be something else next time I make a folder, you know? So that's just letting my creative side come out in orders, you know? Well, all of my knives start on paper. <clears throat> I, I mean, I draw it out on paper and then I'll cut it out and I'll transfer it to a lot of times I'll put it on some mild steel. Sometimes yeah. I'll actually, I've got some, uh, eighth inch Luan, like, uh, subfloor. Like if you're doing yeah. vinyl flooring, the real yeah. super thin shit, you know, to make it smooth. I've got some of that and I'll throw that up on the bandsaw and just cut it out real quick in wood just yeah. to kind of give it the non floppy, you know, example before I take it out of 1095 or something. Yeah. But uh, I save all my templates. And yeah. if, if I notice that one, you know, that I just posted something available and it sold in 15 minutes, you know, I could go back and I can make another one of them. Yeah. With it by the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I'm probably one of the only knife makers that doesn't have templates, you yeah. know, like <laughs> seriously, I, like, cause everybody <laughs> I've seen in their shops, they got shit hanging on the walls. You know, they got, they got templates. I don't, I got a few, few paper ones that are bunched up, curled up, you know, they're, and I, like I said, they're, they're designs that I'm steering away from and I haven't done it in a while, you know, so. Well, all the ones that I have are paper, but they're out of like yeah. cardstock, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah, the thick paper. Yeah, yeah. I always end up yeah. burning the wood ones or breaking them. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I'll sharpen them, you know, just to play around. You yeah, know, practice beveling. I, I sharpened a bunch of them wood ones when I started working with uh, that 10 inch contact wheel, learning hollow guns. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, that shit's like. I got 10 cents worth of material. I, um, I jumped right to steel with the, the contact wheel. Like it's like, all right, I got a contact wheel. I got 10 inch contact wheel. Let's make some hollow grinds. Oh, I did the same thing. And once I <laughs> yeah. fucked up some stuff, yeah. then I, I kind of backpedaled just a hair. Yeah. And yeah, uh, no, so far so good for me though. Like, like everyone that I've attempted have, I'm satisfied with, you know, I noticed with the contact wheel, though, it didn't take me long to notice. When you're on 36 grit trying to get your your shape in there, the top of your line is not going to be a crisp bevel line. No. I mean, it's going to be wobbly and wiggly like, damn. Oh, yeah, on your 36 grit for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Like, you're never going to get that straight. Mm. Once you get Especially, up into, like, 120, uh, that's when you can start cleaning that line up. 220 yeah. makes it crisp. Especially if you're grinding like a, um, a hollow grind on a recurve blade. Mm-hmm. And so you're riding it right on the edge. So you do get a lot of that yeah. chatter. A if lot you want to say, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it gets wavy up there. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, as fast or as slow as you're going as whatever. So, you know, you got to shit you clean up down the road, you know. And that's what's nice too, like also about like hand forging blades. That crisp bevel line. It's nice to see when you did hand forge your blade. That means you got some nice fucking finished forging going on there. But the 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 forge finish, the brute to forge finish, you know, it hides some of those imperfections for you know some of the newer knife makers. If you want to say first people forging out knives or yeah for the first time, you know, so so you know, and a lot of people actually like those imperfections and blades, but they just don't look good when it comes to a full flat, you know, like a, a flat blade right with a a bevel halfway up that's inconsistent down the line you know like the oh i know exactly what you're straight. yeah i know you don't like my bevels because they're so crisp you know i, what I mean? never said that you did say that <laughs> so uh 
Yeah, man, the other day when you sent me those pictures trying to fuck with me because I wasn't able to get in my shop, I was like, yeah, your bevels are crooked. I was trying to call you out like, on whatever I can. Like, bevels crooked, bitch. Like, that ain't no knife. He's like, yeah, hand forge that. And I was like, oh. damn. Okay, so that that's awesome. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, those were hand forged bevels. And those, yeah. uh, that was, those are the cleanest bevels I've ever gotten. I can tell. And, they looked uh, great when I figured out they were forged in. Uh, and um when i uh when i you know that's the blade that's in tempering right now uh when i quenched it earlier before we started recording um a lot of the pattern came out like i could see the pattern very very well in it and uh along the spine is dead centered down by the choil everywhere is like you could see all the taper in the the 15 and 20 core of this the knife and it's like it, every time it just blows my mind to see how you know from one to another, I could get it so much more better every time, you know, and it's just so much cleaner and easier to work with too. You know, when you yeah. come to grinding a lot less grinding to do, if you forge out those bevels, you get a bigger knife out of forging out your bevels too, you know? Yeah. Some people just beat a bar of steel flat and then they cut out a knife. That's not the same thing. You know, it no, is forging not. out the steel, I guess. Yeah. You know, or you could be a, a rod, a bar around bar, you know, that's okay. You know, but, to forge out a full knife and the, the handle and everything, you know, it's just it's such an amazing feeling when you see all the, perf- not the perfection, but what you're searching for in your skills coming out in front of you when you're looking at that knife and the, 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 the patterns coming out, the layers of steel coming out, you know? So yeah, for sure. It's a seven layer, seven layer. My, so that's a itch me, san, chi, go, Sitch, it's a sitch or something like that. My, what the f- huh? What are you? Yeah, <laughs> san, san mai is three layers, right? right. It, itch, ni, san. It's uh, it's one, two, three, four, five. It's one to ten in Japanese. Oh, you said itch ni, and I'm doing <laughs> itching your knee. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I uh, okay. Hold on a second. I have it here. Uh, because I was uh, called out on it at one point. I said, a multi-layer Sanmai. People are like, oh, multi-layer Sanmai's don't exist. I was like, oh, okay. What's up with that, people? I'm sorry. You know, the, but then I uh, I ended up, uh, what the fuck is this? Okay. Got this figured out. I'll take care of this later. Um, Rick Machin actually is the one that, uh, that, Call, well, you didn't really call me out on it. Oh, fuck, I won't be able to see the pictures because Facebook is being a cunt today. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm looking at Instagram and uh, was going to do a shout out, but I cannot even load my. No, nothing's working. Thing, so. But yeah, it's Itchni, Itchni, Sanchi, Go, Grok, Sitch, Hachku, Ju, so Sitch, I guess, whatever. My, okay. my is layer. Yeah. Okay, Japanese, so what so. is, I just learned that. Uh, Mai is San Mai with a copper layer in it. Yes. So I know that Mai obviously means layer. Where are we getting the Q? Is that the CU for copper in the periodic table? Exactly. Okay. Okay. So it's dead on. It means it has a copper layer. Look at me learning whole new languages in here. Exactly, my man. (laughs) Well, what's your plans for the coming week? What is your, uh, your big, thing that you need to get make sure you get done above all else um 
All right, heading what I'm going into, because I know that by the end of the week, shit's going to be stirring the pot. Like Shit's going to be stirred with the whole business thing. So it's probably going to be one of those weeks where I got to get my shit straight, my order books and all that. You know, I got to put my stuff together. I want to get some knives started too. It is Thanksgiving for us next, um, next Monday, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. The Canadian Thanksgiving. So, um, yeah, there's, uh, there's that going on too. So as of knives and orders, like I said, I got to look at my books and see where I stand. Otherwise, if I'm not making knives, I'm definitely cleaning shop because that has to be done like five batches ago. <laughs> yeah, dude, I actually got my shop clean as shit last night. No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't cleaned mine recently, and it's been a while. It's been a couple months. And I actually swept my floors last night, and that's the first time that's happened in. Six months, probably. Fuck it. Normally, a, a shop cleaning for me is put all the broken shit in the trash can and all, like, the tools where they go. I got, like, a machinist toolbox yeah. that's got a drawer for everything, but everything in the drawers ends up on the bench. So yeah. putting that shit where it goes and taking the shop back and sucking everything up right quick and calling it a day. Yeah, no. But I got back into town Thursday night around... I think I pulled up at my house a little bit before 8.30. And my wife got home from work about 10 minutes after I got home. Soon as she got home, we hopped in her truck and went out to Mexican, ate some tacos and drank some beer. <clears throat> and I did not even open my shop door until 5 o'clock last night Damn. from the time I went out of town. Yeah. So I went in there and just went into deep cleaning mode, telling myself that I'm getting ready for this morning, you know, so I can have a fresh start. Well, I got the shop clean, and I felt so damn good about it. Oh, yeah. So I said, okay, well, I got these two knives, the paring knife and the chef's knife, that I need to start in the morning. So I went ahead and grabbed a sheet of steel and threw it up on the table, and I went ahead and traced out the template. I said, okay, well, I got that done. Let me go over here and put it in the lock, because I got a little thing built on one of my other tables where I can put a piece of steel in there and lock it down. Yeah. That way, when I'm cutting it out with the angle grinder, I don't have to worry about no clamps or... Nothing, you know, it just, it locks in and I don't have to, you know, if it's too much, it'll vibrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it to, like a magnetic chuck or something or way simpler than that. So I took a piece of, uh, one by two, about 24 inches long and all my workbenches okay. are wood and two by four, you know, frames, obviously. Yeah. So I took a piece of one by two, about 24 inches long. Cause those sheets of steel are two foot by four foot that I order. Yeah. And I slide the the sheet of steel onto the table with just enough hanging off. And, and then clamp it down. that piece of wood screws in on either side of the plate. That way it locks it in all the way across, but it's still so low down, yeah. that the I can work anywhere. I don't have to worry about hitting a you know, a clamp yeah. and having yeah, to yeah, move yeah. it and spin it and adjust it. So I went ahead and got yeah. it locked in and I said, Well damn, grinder's already plugged in. Let me go ahead and cut <laughs> this out. <laughs> So I went down there, supposed to be for just a minute, but um, I ended up, I put my apron on, my respirator, my gloves, everything. I was like, I'm going to town, I'm doing some work. I ended up working down there until about 9 o'clock last night. And uh, I'll probably end up doing that too. Like like I said, I got a knife and tempering. I'm probably going to do some grinding later on that. How do you temper your blades? Do you lay them flat or you got them standing up some kind of way? Clamped. I have them clamped to uh, an angle iron. Oh, really? Yeah, 
Do you do that all the time or only if one's got a warp or what? Um, if there's chance of warping, like on full flat, full flat grinds, uh, where I see more chances of warping happening in nice I've done, like, cause sometimes I bring them full flat at heat treat. I stopped doing that, but, uh, I, I did see a difference in them not warping as much either. If there is going to be a warping. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, I, uh, I clamp them when they're, like I said, full flat grinds, mostly longer blades. I'll clamp them up. Uh, if it's straight and it's not a, you know, a nice thick blade and it's, it's not a potentially a blade that will warp. I won't clamp it or nothing. I just lay it flat in the oven. And Normally I try to fix whatever warps I've got going on before they go in the temper oven. But yeah. you know, if there's the slightest little wave, when it comes out of temper, it's going to be surfable. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, the, the fixing warps before tempering, I stopped doing that after I snapped a cleaver in half. And, uh, I at least do one run of tempering before I try clamping or shimming a blade or whatever. I, I just fix mine in the normal, in the normalizing cycles hmm. or thermocycling, whatever you want to call it. And okay. Um, yeah. Before. Yeah. If it warps there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I've, talking warp at the quench, you know, Dude, I very, very, very rarely get one come out of quench warped. If you go through mm. normalizing cycles, sometimes, dude, I've got to normalize eight or ten times. If it's like a fillet knife or something retarded thin something and thin, long, yeah. sometimes I have to do that. Seems like for hours on end. Mm. But as long as I keep it at a low temperature, you know, don't let it get super bright after I go my three and come down. Yeah. As long as I keep it at a lower temperature, just enough to where I can move it without cracking it then it really don't matter how many times you go. But if I go into the quench straight, I've had some pretty good luck of coming out straight. Oh, I mean, too, usually, but I do have the occasional warp, and I've had a few bacon bacon edges come up on me, too, you know, but that's on yeah. me, you know, for grinding too thin before. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I've never had that happen unless <clears throat> I tried to grind in a bevel or something before. That's why now I grind most of my blades at uh, – I, I heat treat them. I mean, at a uh, full thickness. I do too. Yeah. I break that, the corners just because I was having a big problem for shit. It seemed like five or six knives in a row. They kept cracking on me and I was just cutting the stock out, you know, and drilling my holes and all that stuff and heat treating. I'd done it a, a million times before, but I was also putting a little bit of a primary bevel in there uh-huh. and, um, they just kept cracking. And I talked to my friend Tommy at Crooked River Forge, and he's like, are you at least breaking the corners? I said, no. <laughs> so when you cut it out, you're leaving that 90-degree angle. Yeah. And so I just take it on the psych belt and just kind of pull it, atop, pull it across the yeah. top real quick just to round off that sharp-ass 90. <laughs> and I don't have those problems no more. I take it to the surface conditioning belt, my spine. My spine and my handle and wherever sharp corners are. Pre-heat treat? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I never thought about that. I finish all mine off. All my spines I round over. Yeah. Unless it's a like a bushcraft knife. Yeah, bushcraft knife. I was going to say. I leave those sharp as shit because those people like those sharp corners to hit them uh, ferro rods. 90 degree, yeah. yeah. I was just talking to one of my customers that got a bushcraft knife for me a while back and over. Was it? Yeah, pretty much spring, yeah. 
And uh, I saw he posted some pictures. He went solo camping, you know, overnight. Or, and so I sent him a message. I asked him about the knife. And he's like, dude, a fucking one. And this guy's always out in the bush. Uh, no edge put on, uh, no sharpening done to the edge at all. He says it's still as is the, the day I got it. And he's been using it every, you know, chance he has. So it's been holding up pretty good. But uh, that's the thing, this knife here, the first one, <clears throat> another one that people don't, some makers might miss on a bushcraft knife. Because uh, it did happen to me with that guy. His wife had uh, ordered a knife for him for Christmas or his birthday or whatever it was. And, um, but I showed her an example of a knife I had made, but she just told me a knife. She wanted a hunting knife. She didn't know any better. She's just, you know, a knife for the woods. That's what she said. So I sent her a picture of a knife that had a hormone in it. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. Do that. That's nice. So I do that. Well, he gets the knife. He comes to using it. The spine's not hardened. So it's not throwing sparks. It's so just the, the federal rod sticking in. Yep. Well, I did a uh, clay. I did some clay on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the spine didn't harden enough, and uh, he couldn't throw sparks. It was just digging in. You know, the pharaoh was digging in, and that was yeah. it. And, uh, so uh, I was like, you know what, buddy? I was like, just send it back. Send it back to me, and uh, we'll, uh, I'll get you another knife on the go, you know? Yeah. So so I made him another knife, <clears throat> sent it out. You know, that's the only knife I've ever had come back, you know, and it was just a miscommunication more than anything else. You know, it wasn't failure really. If I would have known it was a bushcraft knife, I would have kept that spine ninety degrees and hard, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I messed up one time, somebody ordered a bushcraft knife and they wanted thumb grooves in it. Yeah. So I was like, okay. That's cool. You know, that's not a problem at all. Well, they didn't tell me they wanted the thumb grooves inside behind the front of the scales. You know yeah. what I mean? I put them out, out front where a jimping would normally go, but I do the deeper ones just because yeah. I think it looks freaking way cooler than a little bit of hitting it with a hacksaw blade. But uh, they're like, well, where am I supposed to hit my ferro rod? I don't know. You said you wanted some damn thumb, thumb grooves, but. It ended up working out in the long run. He just had to move out another inch. Whoopty damn yeah. dude. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Let's get ready to wrap this thing up, man. You won't say we're an hour and a quarter in, and I've still got to sit here and name this some bitch and do all this computer stuff to get it to come out first thing in the morning. All right. That sounds about right. An hour and a quarter. I don't got much more to say. I think we can call this a day. We'll be back. Uh, I got one more thing to say. All right, guys, if you've been with us for this long, don't forget about the giveaway from Phoenix Abrasives. Go over there and like all their stuff. Follow them. Follow us. Go to their page and tag something of theirs in your story. That's all you got to do. Put it in your story and tag us so I know you did it. And today is... uh, Let's see, you're listening to this on October 5th, on Tuesday. We're going to record this podcast again on the 7th, which is Thursday. That's our normal recording day. Me and Pickle are going to announce a winner on Thursday, but the world will not know until Tuesday. We'll announce it on Instagram, 
and the podcast at the same time. But after Thursday, the giveaway's closed. Does that make sense? Am I making sense with this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's open until Thursday. You got until Thursday to get in there. Till what time Thursday? Four o'clock Maybe. Eastern time Thursday. Yes, sir. Four Sounds o'clock fair. Eastern time Thursday. And uh, you get in there, share it out, and type done in the comments. At that point, it will be closed. On Tuesday, we'll do another video. Uh, maybe me and Pickle will go live on Thursday before the podcast. Um, no, I'm sorry. On We'll figure something out. We'll make it fucking cool, yeah. but the world's going to know on Tuesday. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we could do a live on Instagram or whatever. On Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Because since the drawing is Instagram, you know, we'll do it right. from there. Right. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, my name is Jason Hartwell from JK Blades. And I am with Pickle from Pickle Cutters. And he is the fanciest and my favorite butthole. <laughs> You're what now? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to shit when you listen to that Knife Talk podcast, I'm telling you. Yeah, no, I got it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go grab a bite and head to the shop and throw that on and see, see what turns yeah. out. Reco said, isn't that like a weird-shaped butthole or a weird word for a butthole? I mean, I guess if you think about it, I've heard it called a turd cutter before. Yeah, yeah, turd cutter. Yeah, not a pickle cutter, though. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on what you ate the night before. But, uh, that or if you're in jail. Maybe in jail, that's what they call it. You know? Right, yeah. All right, guys, y'all uh, give us a follow, like, shares, all that good stuff, and thank everybody for supporting us. We're almost to episode 40. Shit seems oh, yeah. unreal. And without the comments and messages and follows and likes and all that good stuff, it wouldn't even be worth it. So thank you, everybody, for keeping up with us and liking what we do. And we'll talk to you next week. Till then, keep on hustling and keep on grinding. Peace out. Good night, everybody. <laughs>